Good morning, listeners. This is your Jewish mother, Erica Holman, and I'm here to answer questions that you may have about life, food, exercise, whatever it is that makes you your best you. So I was thinking a lot about what do I want out of life and how do I wrap it up? And one of the things that happened is I bought this really cool notebook at Target. And on the cover it says, attract what you expect, reflect what you desire, become what you respect, mirror what you admire. And I went through this list thinking about what it is that I want to become a better person. So my expectations are loyalty to the mission, ability to see the mission with vision, innovation, creativity, and flexibility. I desire to be a servant leader with a work family that is successful with both career success um, on personal and professional levels to be supportive, honest, faithful, and helpful. I respect people who are supportive, honest, faithful, helpful, innovative, creative. And I certainly admire intelligence, curiosity, loyalty, faith, servant leadership, logical and rational actions. So in becoming a better person and leaving behind that which doesn't serve me is really the focus of my 1% improvement, that every day I want to improve 1%. And as I try to move away from things that aren't useful in the long term, I like to think about things that feel good in the moment. And when they feel good in the moment, they probably are not going to serve me in the long run. This isn't to say that someone shouldn't have a glass of wine or a cocktail, but it's recognizing that two, three, or four serve to anesthetize or numb versus being an aesthetic pleasure of sipping wine or a cocktail with dinner or a movie. It's the same when people are looking at Netflix or screens, sitting or lying around, watching one program is a temporary diversion or enjoyable. But when you're spending four, six, eight, ten, or more hours, it's becoming obsessive and it's a waste of capabilities that Hashem gave you. Hashem or God um, wants you to use your time meaningfully. And I looked at a lot of this information through the lens of Judaism. Exactly what is the Jewish perspective on wasting time? And so when we look at how we obsessively drink or look at screens or exercise or do other things that keep us from being our best self in the long term, we might say things like, I'll do it later, and that becomes our mantra. Or, I enjoy doing this, and I'm not doing anything else anyway. Well, exactly. You're not doing anything else because you're sitting around. So what is the Jewish perspective on wasting time? First of all, you have to be careful to not waste someone else's time. Time is precious, and it's irreplaceable. Wasting time can be considered theft, and an example of this is 
an employee whose time is really the company's during work hours. And there's an old story um, about a rabbi who was doing labor in a field and some of his members saw him and they, they, you know, said hello and he didn't respond. He just kept working. And when he was asked about it later, he said, it would have been theft to stop my work and, you know, say hello to you and socialize. So this concept that time can belong to someone else is prevalent in Jewish theory and literature. In other settings, wasting time can be distilled as, you shall not cheat your friend. So being late for appointments, running late for things. There are countless ways to show how much we value other people's time. And that includes being on time, being good to your word, getting your work done. Psalms tells us in uh, chapter 144.4, the life of a man is like a breath exhaling. His days are like a passing shadow. Jews are tied to time because our rituals and holidays are linked with the sunset and the lunar calendar. Time for Jews can be slippery. You know, there's the joke, Jewish time. Uh, Jewish time means that we're always running late. Now, I just have to clarify, unless you're a German Jew, then you'll always be early all the time. Um, but, but this fixation with the ritual is based on a lunar calendar, and it tells us that time is important for all of us. And wasting time is stealing from our opportunity to become the best person we can be. Being stuck in a rut that, I'm using air quotes, feels good because it's numbing you, is stealing your divine spark. You're literally sabotaging yourself and stealing from yourself. Who cares? Why does it matter? Or you might say, I like myself and I'm happy as I am. You're happy because you're basically addicted to wasting time and not looking beyond your own desires to help others. The others can be your spouse or partner, children, parents, or your community. If you don't value yourself and your self-improvement and your divine spark enough to step away from the moment, think about how much good you could do by volunteering for a charitable organization or a community group. Go sweep your elderly neighbor's walk, edge your neighbor's sidewalk, pick up trash at the playground, spend nine minutes, remember, nine is a half high, a high is 18, and high is the symbol for life. So um, I like to, I like to divide everything into, uh, you know, divisors of 18. So spend nine minutes doing something for someone else, and right there you have your 1% daily improvement. Just by spending nine minutes outside of your own realm, getting outside of your head, Now let's go back to time for a minute. A lot of people will say things like, I'm busy or I'm so busy when you ask them how they are and how they're doing. This response about how busy someone is doesn't answer how you're feeling or how you're doing. These responses are given as a badge of distinction to set oneself apart from other people. This response from my perspective, is a barrier to communication. It serves to distinguish oneself as, I'm busy, therefore I'm important. The response shuts down communication 
and being busy doesn't tell me if you're actually accomplishing anything. If you said to me, I'm busy right now, I'll get back to you, or let me talk in two minutes, I have to submit something, I think that would be reasonable. Dr. Rankin Chatterjee has an excellent bite-sized podcast that provides practical tips on how to improve your life. Episode 162 is titled, Why Rest is Important, and he and his guests discuss moving away from the focus on being busy to finding ways to build meaningful rest periods. 1% improvement by resting, say for 9 minutes, daily, can really push you away from being busy and it can improve your mood and make you healthier. When we think of people who are truly busy, and I think of a person I know who is a physician and has multiple hobbies, is also uh, licensed as a veterinarian, trains dogs, has an active life in faith, spirituality, hunts, has, has all kinds of hobbies. I can't even list them all. Um, that person has never once said, I'm busy. Never have I ever heard that person say that. And clearly, this is a person who is incredibly busy serving the community and faith family and helping people. That person also has hobbies that are restful and enjoyful and joyful. Oh, enjoy that he enjoys. Oh. So, when we think of who's really busy, look around. Are you busy because you're just doing busy work that has no real meaning, but it makes you feel good in the moment? Or are you busy because you're helping your community? If you're busy because you're helping your community and helping other people, move away from saying, I'm so busy, everybody is busy, and no one is impressed when you say this. It also serves as a way to try to make yourself better than others. Sometimes when people say they're so busy, the other people in the room will smirk or will make eye contact with each other because usually people who are saying, I'm so busy, are viewed as those who are the least busy. So make an improvement in your life. Take that nine-minute break. You can improve your mood and your health. Give it a try. This is your Jewish mother, and I'm telling you to take a rest. Go have a wonderful day and find nine minutes for yourself.